Today on CityCast Philly. It's the Friday News Roundup. We're talking mayoral candidate endorsements, a voter survey with some surprising results, and is Jeff Brown code switching? It's Friday, April 7th. I'm Abby Fritz, filling in for Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Denise Claymarie, co-host of The Hall Monitor and CityCast Philly political contributor, thanks for being on the FNR with me. Oh, no problem. So before we hop into the week's news, I am so excited that the weather has been so nice. I've been taking, you know, little walks in my neighborhood and enjoying all the blooming flowers. And I think this weekend I'm going to try to hit the Wissahickon for a nice little hike. Oh, Sounds nice, right? Is there anything you want to do this weekend, Denise, outdoors or otherwise? Well, um, in fact, you know, today I'm going to be heading to Citizens Bank Park to check out the Phillies um, an opening day. And and it's 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 a chance to, you know, sit outside, see, you know, see the ballpark and, Mm -hmm. and just do something that's not necessarily related to politics mm, where yeah. I spend a lot of time. So so I'm looking forward to it. And there is a lot going on in politics right now, as, as you've mentioned, Denise. So that leads us perfectly into the first thing we wanted to talk about, which is a mayoral forum that you moderated this week. Right. Do you want to give us some of the highlights? Well, um, I moderated a mayoral forum that was put together by Philadelphia City Councilman um, Kenyatta Johnson. Mm -hmm. And the focus of the forum, like the focus of many of the forums that we've had um, in this um, election cycle was on public safety. And what made this forum, you know, in particular different is the fact that the people asking the questions were community groups that mm-hmm. were dealing with the issues of gun violence and um, the, the city's murder rate, you mm-hmm. know, on the front lines. They specifically touched on things like, what are you going to do about trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the trauma that's associated with um, someone being a victim of gun violence. And what are you going to do in terms of, you know, finding stuff for our kids to do that doesn't that that keeps them off the street so it it was interesting in that way um another thing that kind of stood out about it for me as particularly as a moderator Mm -hmm. is like the last question came from um the audience and one of the audience members had a seven-year-old daughter Mm -hmm. who um who lost her father to gun violence about 18 months ago. The case is still unsolved. And the little girl came and asked a question of the mayoral candidates um, about what they were going to do in terms of her father's death. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a dry eye in the house, including mine. Did did any of the candidates? I know you've you've been to a lot of these forums. You've moderated a lot of these forums. Was did any of the candidates say anything that surprised you? Was there any approaches to some of these problems that you know made you think, "Wow, that's a good idea," or or was it kind of what you expected? Well, one of the problems that I'm having with the fact that we we can basically you know have a go to a forum every night if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is the fact that you're still trying to ask these questions and get in-depth answers 
from a group of people that can be anywhere from eight to 10, depending on the given forum. I I think that with the number of, with the number of um, candidates that we currently have, it's hard to get in-depth answers to some of these questions. My hope is that at some point, um, the folks that mock, that organize these forums, take mm-hmm. a look at the polls before they start inviting people to the forums and start, you know, whittling, whittling it down that way. But I'm not even sure that's going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of polls, a poll recently came out by the Black Leadership Pack. Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, the poll came from HIT Strategies. And they polled 400 Black Philadelphia voters between March 4th and March 16th, which means this is a relatively recent poll. Yeah. Um, it included a 100 person oversampling of people who make between $50,000 and $100,000 a year. It focused a lot on the middle class. Mm. One of the things this poll found is that nine in 10 Black Philadelphia voters say that they believe that their vote is very or somewhat powerful when it comes to making changes to issues that matter to them. And Philadelphians rate, these Philadelphians rate their, uh, rate the power of their vote higher Mm. than Black voters nationally. Black voters nationally, 53% think that their vote is really powerful. In in Philadelphia, it's 89%. Now, what makes that interesting in terms of this particular poll is because the oversampling of the middle class, the people who make fifty dollars to $100,000 a year. Yeah. One of the things that we are working on in Hall Monitor about the, about the mayor's race is we're looking at how poverty affects voting. Mm-hmm. What are are the people who are in the most impoverished um, places in Philadelphia, what is voter turnout looking like there? And how maybe mm-hmm. we can get them to catch up with the middle class in terms of understanding that their power is in the vote. Absolutely. So Denise, what, what do you think was the most surprising finding from this poll? What I found interesting about that poll is the fact that 42% of Philadelphia's Black community is still undecided on a candidate. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a whole lot of time before the May 16th primary. When when Jim Kenney ran eight years ago um, for mayor, he had gotten enough endorsements to where you kind of knew that that was who people wanted. Mm -hmm. And one of the more um, prominent endorsements he got came from a group that calls itself the Northwest Coalition. It was made up of a lot of people who are elected officials in the Northwest um, section of the city, and it's predominantly Black. And they all put their weight behind Jim Kenney, which led him to the mayor's office. Mm -hmm. A lot of the Northwest Coalition right now is coalescing around Sherelle Parker, who was a member of that group, Mm. The fact that it's the fact that there is still 42 percent of the black community that hasn't decided who they want to want to be the mayor yet. And there are at least four black candidates running. Mm-hmm. It is really significant. Absolutely. And you'll have an article that's out today, right? Yes. Um, on this poll, um, it's going to be on the Hall Monitor newsletter and um, we'll include the link. Absolutely. 
also know Ernest Owens wrote a story called The Problem with Jeff Brown's Racial Code Switching for Philadelphia Magazine. Let's talk about that. Well, I don't know how much Jeff Brown has been paying his media operation in this race. Yeah. But, you know, if he's paying them $5, he might be getting ripped off. <laughs> and, and, and the reason I oh, say man. that is because this is like the third time that he has said or done something when it comes to the black community that has been the equivalent of him sticking his foot in his mouth. Um, he was at a candidate's forum at the, at, at, one of the many that we have here in the city. Mm -hmm. And he said something to the effect that if you knew what the candidates were, had done in the city's name in, in terms of corruption, that you would lynch them. Wow. That is something you do not say in a majority black city. You really don't because lynching has a very specific connotation to us. Yeah. Well, and and especially with other candidates that are also like many of the other candidates are also right. black. So it's just that implication is is right. not okay. I, I, I remember looking at this video and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Oh, and you know, I, I have friends who are like really really close to him that, that really like him and like him as mm -hmm. a candidate and, and and have been kind of mad at me because of some of the questions I've asked, but I have been telling them one thing consistently since he started running, which is there is a certain amount of patronization that he tends to do with black audiences. Mm -hmm. There's a certain amount of condescension that comes off. And I've heard this not only from, you know, my sources on the street, but I've seen it up close. Yeah. If he is serious about winning this race, he needs to tone that down because eventually, and it's starting to happen a little bit now, eventually folks are going to say, I no longer trust you. And I don't want you to be my mayor. And yeah. you know, like I said, he has most of his grocery stores in places that are food deserts and that people really, you know, need to have access to healthy food. And, you know, one thing that you can count on certain segments of, the, of communities of color to do is boycott. Mm -hmm. And I hope it doesn't come down to that because of how he has run this mayoral campaign. But, you know, He's nearing the point where it might be too late for him to clean up, to have that clean up on aisle four if he keeps doing stuff like this, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the campaign. So I'm hoping that, you know, he's reading all of this press that he's getting about this and saying, you know, maybe I need to revise some things. Yeah. And speaking of the mayor's race, you know, fundraising numbers came out on Wednesday. What what are we looking at with all these numbers that have just come out? Well, the thing that everyone needs to keep an eye on is the cash on hand. Like I said, there's not too many weeks left before we have the um, before we vote in the primaries. So you're going to start seeing a lot more TV ads. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start seeing, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot more of that kind of thing. And you, and what yesterday, what we sh what we saw when those numbers came out 
is, you know, who can afford to do TV and who can't? And none of those numbers included what's coming in from political action committees and, and, and other in-kind contributions. But what the, the, the number that stood out most to me was former city councilman Alan Dom. Mm-hmm. He has put $2 million, he put $2 million of his own money into the mayor's race. Mm-hmm. And you've either got to be really confident in yourself to say, I'm going to take $2 million of my own money, $7 million altogether, because he had already put in $5 million, yeah. and, and I'm going to run for this office. But then when you find out that Alan Dom is worth roughly $400 million, mm. you realize that, you know, this is basically his petty cash. Yeah, it's his change, pocket change. That's his, that's what he shakes out, you know, from his <laughs> sofa cushions. Um, another thing that stood out, and it's, it came from Rebecca Reinhardt's finance report, because um, I look as much at what you spend the money on as how much money you raised. She raised, you know, over a million dollars, but mm-hmm. she gave 55,000 of it to John Street as consultancy fees. And and personally, I want to know, you know, what what's that going to? What, what what advice is he giving you? And um it also becomes kind of funny when you when you look at the fact that the television commercial that she has running right now is a commercial where you have John Street and Michael Nutter, both former mayors, endorsing her simultaneously. Now, anybody who was there for um, Nutter's campaign for mayor back in um, 2008 knows that he he and John Street do not like each other mm-hmm. at all. In fact, when Jim Kenny was inaugurated, a friend of mine that was working for the city as a photographer, was trying to get all of the living mayors in one picture, you know, for historic, for history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Rather than take that picture and have to stand next to Michael Nutter, John Street left the building. <laughs> Not oh my just gosh. the room. Oh he left the building. Wow. And, and, and it was just fascinating to watch for all of us. So seeing these two men in this commercial together, it is just like well, like okay, how did she pull that off? Yeah, move mountains. <laughs> they've they've done some mediations. That's part of. Yeah, the the person who you know mediated that dispute should <laughs> probably be contracted to handle all contract disputes <laughs> in the world. Oh man, forever. <laughs> they've got the secret sauce. They can be mayor. That's who we need, mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they should be mayor. Yeah. Man. Wow, so much mayor talk, Denise. Let's let's end with some good news. What what made you smile this week? You know, it actually these days a lot makes me smile because I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I if I don't allow that to myself, particularly covering covering politics, I will turn into a person that no one wants to be around. Yeah. So. You kind of have to allow that for yourself. And my hope is that everybody takes what's going to be a very nice weekend, you know, Easter Sunday and and stuff, and actually, you know, spend some time hanging out. The Easter parade is on South Street mm. on Sunday. And that's always interesting because you have 
you know, people in their Sunday best, Mm -hmm. you know, people put, you know, people putting their dogs in their Sunday best and walking them. And, And it's, and it's all very cool. So I'm hoping that everybody takes a few minutes to go out and do something fun for yourself, you know, practice some serious Mm self-care because as the mayoral primary gets closer to coming, you know, as we get closer to May 16th, you're going to need it. Yep. Get out and vote. Definitely. Well, Denise Claymurray, co-host of the Hall Monitor and CityCast Philly political contributor. It's so nice to have you back. Well, thank you. It's nice to be back. The last day to register to vote in the primaries is May 1st. Be sure to come out and vote on May 16th. It's time for the tip of the day, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. This is your sign to swap out that old, tattered SEPTA key card you've been holding on to for the last few years. I-, I know you have it. If your card is expired, damaged, or you just want a new one, but don't want to lose those travel credits, there is a way. First, you have to register your card. You can do this by visiting SEPTAKey.org or by calling the customer call center at 1-855-567-3782. Once you do this, you can purchase a new key card, and then you have to register that one as well. Once both cards are registered, you can transfer credits between the cards on the SEPTAKey website. You can also delete inactive cards and set up auto-load online. Look at that. You have a brand new SEPTA card now to get you all around the city. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. The producers are me, Abby Fritz, Natalie Rivera, and Elizabeth Kama. Our Hey Philly newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine, and our host is Trine Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable, with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Philly. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe. Bye.